and welcome to Life Vineyard Church Podcast. In this episode, we hear from Caroline as she continues the Revive series, looking at the healing miracles of Jesus. This week, we focus on the restoration of the infirm woman and her importance to God. So we're going to um, read in a moment the story of, um, of Mark 8. Um, Sean was delighted when he found out I had one thing on the PowerPoint. So... Uh, this is your big moment. Mark 8. <laughs> so I'm going to read that in a moment. You can read it behind my head if I'm, if I'm not very interesting. But um, Mark 8 is about a lady who encountered Jesus. Uh, but I was reading this story and something struck me in it. I was thinking about embarrassing medical moments. I don't know if anyone's ever had an embarrassing medical moment, but I thought there's so many opportunities to have them when you go to the doctors and you run into somebody that you know, and neither of you like to ask why the other person's there, and you just kind of skirt around it. I was thinking about the time that I was um, about 38 weeks pregnant with, um, with our second child, and it had been snowing. It was... Um, the February, you know, the January of 2010, and it had been snowing non-stop, and we had icicles this big off the house, and we couldn't barely get out the street. And our um, our next-door neighbour, who was a male nurse, said to Jeff, he said, you know, if you get stuck, I'm happy to come round and deliver the baby. <laughs> I was like, no, I absolutely draw the line. I was like, Jeff, quite honestly, I'd rather have you deliver the baby. So when I was reading this, I was reflecting on just the certain awkwardness to this story so we'll read it is it mark five or mark eight i don't know someone help me out the top i've written mark eight and on the bottom i've written mark five good it's mark five we'll go with that then okay mark five as jesus was on his way the crowds almost crushed him and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years but no one could heal her She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she couldn't go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Can you see where I kind of got that awkward moment from? Imagining that woman with everyone staring at her and everyone wanting to know what she'd been up to. Well, this is an incredible passage, but to help us kind of get our heads around why um, it's so incredible, we need to kind of understand the significance of this woman's um, problem and the kind of the cultural situation behind it. So we know that this lady had been bleeding. The Bible says she'd been bleeding for 12 years. That is a long time, isn't it? 12 years to be suffering with a medical condition. That's a really, really long time. She'd also spent all her money on treatment, so not only was she really ill, she was also skint, and nothing was getting better, and she was in constant pain. She would have been completely exhausted as well. And on top of this, the cultural um, 
the Jewish, the Jews, in reading from the Old Testament from Leviticus, the Jewish law declared this woman was ceremonially unclean. And that was massive. For her to be ceremonially unclean would have impacted her on every single part of her life. She would not have been allowed to enter the temple. She just would not have been allowed in. She wasn't allowed to touch anyone. Anyone she touched would have also been unclean. It kind of reminded me of COVID, but that was like her life. And she was the only one who was in that situation. She had no human touch, no human interaction. She couldn't come into the place of worship. I can't quite get my head around what a desperate state that lady must have been in. The level of rejection and the level of shame and the level of judgment, on top of the fact she had no money and on top of the fact that she was no doubt in a lot of pain and a really awful situation. But then... She hears about Jesus. She hears about Jesus. And although she was completely rejected by the people she was living with, she took a massive risk because she was so desperate to encounter Jesus that she left her house that day and she went amongst the crowd where everyone would have looked at her and probably everyone knew exactly who she was. Probably no one wanted to go anywhere near her. And she sees Jesus and she pushes and shoves through the crowd and every person that she touched, she was making unclean. So the situation for her was getting even worse. But she knew that she just had to reach out and touch Jesus and that he was going to heal her. And maybe you find yourself here this evening and you don't even quite know how you ended up here, but God has drawn you here by his spirit. You've stepped from your familiar, maybe into the unfamiliar, but Jesus has called you here and he's drawn you here by his spirit because he wants to meet with you. And Jesus is inviting each one of us just to reach out for him, just to believe that he is who he says he is, that he is the son of God, that he did die for us, that he is raised from the dead, that he is coming back, that he is the way, the truth and the life. And that he loves us, no matter who we are. No matter what state we find ourselves in. He loves us and he wants to reach into our hearts. So this lady was in the crowd and she reached out. And in that instant, instance, power left Jesus' body and she was healed. But Jesus didn't stop there. Can you imagine if it was me, I'd be like... Right, I'll be off now then. But Jesus stopped. And at this point, I think, I listened to it and I think, well, why did Jesus kind of like publicly embarrass her and, or make it so awkward when he kept drawing attention back to it and he said, who touched me? I know someone's touched me. I can, you can just imagine her kind of wanting to disappear and seep into the floor. But Jesus didn't do it because he wanted to embarrass her. He didn't do it because he wanted to shame her. He did it because he wanted to set her free from the judgments that everyone had put on her. So he wanted to physically heal her. But he also knew that this lady's life was judged. He knew this lady's life was condemned. He knew she couldn't touch anyone. He knew she couldn't enter the temple. And if he didn't call her out in that moment, then who would believe that she'd been healed? She could just be making it up. 
But Jesus wanted to publicly tell everyone this lady is clean. This lady is healed. He wanted to restore her because Jesus cares about every aspect of us. He cares about our physical, but he cares about our emotional and he cares about our spiritual. Jesus' intention wasn't to create an awkward moment, but to give her a public moment to be restored in every way. And she falls at Jesus' feet and she tells the story to everyone standing there of how she had been healed. This rejected, outcast, downtrodden woman had Jesus' full attention. Because Jesus was on the way to heal the centurion's daughter. So the centurion was right up here in society. And that's where he was going when he encounters this woman who is beyond down there in society. But Jesus stops and he gives her his full and undivided attention. And Jesus might not have operated in the way she expected when she left her house that day. He might not even have operated in the way she hoped when he drew attention to her. But Jesus knew better because Jesus could see the full picture. He could see the beginning from the end. And he knew that that was the way that her life would be most restored. And maybe Jesus isn't operating in your life in the way that you think he would be or he should be. But I think God wants to encourage you tonight to trust him. That he sees the beginning from the end. And he's with you in the in-between. And he's with you in the unknowing. Jesus loved this woman more than she loved herself. And Jesus loves us more than we love ourselves. He loves those we love more than we love them. And that sometimes is hard to get our head around, isn't it? How much he loves us. And then Jesus calls this lady daughter. So he didn't just declare her to be healed, to be, rich, to be ritually clean, but he declared her to be a child of God, his daughter whom he loves. And I love that we're here tonight, and we're here tonight to know God more. We're here tonight to encounter him and to encounter his love. And Jesus is not in a hurry. Jesus gives you his full attention. He gives you his time. There is no one who is more important to him than you. And no matter what you bring with you tonight, he publicly declares over you that when you invite him to his life and believe that he is the son of God, that he died for you, he welcomes you into his family and he calls you daughter. He calls you son. He calls you his beloved child. And he wants us to encounter him. He wants us to reach out in faith. And this is his invitation for each and every one of us. That he sees us. And whatever it is we bring tonight, Jesus cares about it. Whether it's physical healing that we desire, whether it's emotional, whether it's spiritual, whether we really need something. Sometimes we see God act instantly. Sometimes we wait. Sometimes he doesn't act in the way we expect him to. 
but he never ignores us. He doesn't have favorites. He doesn't do for one, ignore another. But we have to trust him because he doesn't always do what we think he's going to do or when we want him to do it. And that's faith. And God wants us to have that faith just to reach out. Because every single time we reach out to him, he does a work in our heart and he strengthens us and he encourages us and he gives us comfort and he brings us hope and he brings us peace and he weeps with us and he rejoices with us and he celebrates with us. When I was um, preparing this, God gave me a picture and it was, um, it was of a nut and it had a really thick shell on it. And I felt like the Holy Spirit say um, that there is someone or maybe a few people here tonight. And it's almost like you've, you have built a hard shell up around yourself to protect yourself. And God wants to break through that shell because he knows that there is sweet fruit. I don't know if a nut's a fruit. It's probably not. Maybe it is. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> He says there is something so good in the inside of you and he wants you to allow him through his love to break that hard shell and for you just to let him in to your life. I also believe that God wants to release us from shame and he wants to release us from guilt and he wants us just to know that we are who he says we are. We are who he says we are. That lady would have had so many things said about her, so many labels stuck on her, so many judgments put on upon her. But Jesus called her daughter. And Jesus calls you his sons and his daughters and his children. And that is his sweet gift to us.